Hello, everyone, and welcome to The J-Spot. On today's episode, I'm going to have three real-life patients who experienced a Botox disaster. Botox has very limited side effects and adverse events, but like any other procedure, things happen and people can have negative experiences. I'm going to start this off with Jan. Jan, are you here? Hi, Jack. Hi. So when did you get Botox for the first time? I got Botox for the first time, I want to say three years ago in New York City. Um, I found an injector just through word of mouth. Some of my coworkers had gone to this person. So I went there for the first time and I was super nervous. Um, And unfortunately, it wasn't the most positive of experiences. And I am happy to share that with you today. Okay. And what happened? That wasn't positive. (laughs) um, So in terms of the actual, you know, injecting itself, that was super quick. It was, you know, didn't take longer than a minute. I think I got 25 units. Um, So it was in my forehead, crow's feet, 11s, and very little bruising, you know, really no issues, very little pain. Um, The less fortunate part came about two weeks later. One morning I woke up and I just felt like I couldn't fully open my eyes. Like my eyelids and my forehead felt so heavy. Um, And, you know, I started freaking out a little bit, going online, you know, Dr. MD myself over here. And (laughs) just basically found out that sometimes if you are over-injected or injected in the wrong area, you can experience a heavy feeling. So um, I, you know, saw the injector two weeks later. And just, you know, ask him if there was anything that I could do to speed up this kind of recovery or speed up the process of feeling less heavy. And he just basically told me that, unfortunately, you kind of just have to wait um, and there's not really much that can be done. So typically when people feel heavy, it's because they are over inducted in a muscle called the frontalis. Um, The frontalis is a muscle that elevates the eyebrows. It's a vertical muscle. It makes those horizontal etched lines that come up on your forehead. Do you happen to know how many units you got in your forehead? I know is that I basically every morning for the next two weeks started massaging my forehead and my eyelids, basically trying to pull them up with my hands, thinking that that would help speed up the improvement. Whether it did or not, I'm not entirely sure, but I I think it was, it took about a month to finally feel somewhat normal again. So you contacted the injector and he kind of said there was nothing that you can do. Yep. That's exactly what he said. And he basically said, you know, within a a couple weeks, it should resolve the heaviness. Okay. And have you gotten Botox since? I have. um, Not with that provider um, again, but, you know, now I go probably two to three times a year. Um, You are my injector, Jackie. So... (laughs) Yes. Um, and you are the only other, you are the only person who's ever injected me since. And do you not feel heavy anymore? Or do you still feel like a little bit heavy with Botox? I never feel heavy. And I've done both Botox and Dysport. Um, neither I've ever had issues with ever since I started injecting with you. Okay. Um, and then you've never had any other reactions like Um, allergic reactions or any other side effects after Botox? Like, do you ever get a headache or anything like that? 
it's kind of interesting. I don't know if it's more in my head, but sometimes I do kind of feel like there might be a headache after Botox, but that could be caused from so many different things. I'm not entirely sure if it's correlated. Um, and the only other thing is, you know, I bruise very easily. So you could just, you could poke me and I would bruise. So um, sometimes after Botox, just I'll get, you know, a couple of little tiny bruises on my forehead wherever I was injected but no for the most part I have no issues and kind of just go about my day per usual all right so next we have Michelle hi Michelle how are you good how are you good so I heard you had a not so pleasant Botox experience can you tell us a little bit about it yeah so I got Botox twice um I think it was like 20 units on each side um and then I waited like three weeks to see results and like I, cause I just never really did. And then I went back, um, like just for like them to look at it. And, um, they were like, I've never seen anything like this before. Like I've never seen anyone just like not have any reaction to it. Um, so they redid it. And then, um, I waited still like three weeks again, nothing happened. So I just didn't go back and Yeah. I basically just kind of gave up on it. So just to confirm, this was the brand Botox, right? It wasn't like just for Zeeoman, Dubot. Right, yeah, it was just the regular Botox. And how long ago was this? Mm, probably like six months ago. Did you ever consider like trying other sort of toxins? Like did they offer you other toxins that are on the market? No, so they didn't offer me anything else. Um, I eventually like went to someone else who told me to try Dysport. I haven't tried it yet, but um, I think maybe she said maybe I've like, some people, she said don't react to Botox, like very rarely, but she said that might be a possibility with me. So I, I don't know. Yeah. So interesting because I've been having more and more patients that are saying this. Did you yeah. happen to ha have COVID like closely around the time that you got Botox? I don't think so. Um, I had COVID like during Christmas and it was probably like, it was months before I got it. And I don't know this for a fact, but I feel like some people are associating COVID with the lack of response from Botox. So it'd be interesting to see if, you know, there's any correlation. Um, yeah. And how old were you when you went for this consultation or this treatment? Um, 26. Okay. And still they didn't really have a reason why it wasn't working. No, they they had like no explanation at all. So did they refund you for your treatment? Um, no, they made me pay like a little bit more the second time. Um, for the I mean, so like touch it, up. Yeah, I think I got like fifty percent off, but um, yeah, so I had to pay something still. Do you know how much you got the second time? Like, I know you got twenty units the first time, right? Yeah. Um. But or I want to say like 15. It wasn't it wasn't like exactly 20 again, mm -hmm. but maybe like 15. And you got treated between your brows, above your brows, like your forehead and your crow's feet? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And the reason I'm asking is because 20 units is a super low dose um, for those three areas. I don't think okay. I could ever treat anyone with 20 units for those three areas. Right. Um, so I'm surprised. But I guess if you add 15, 35 is a pretty reasonable dose for those three areas so I guess it right. makes more sense but you still didn't see any reaction in any of those areas it wasn't like just one wasn't responding it was all three yeah all three 
Okay. Well, yeah. I'm so sorry that happened to you, but I really appreciate you sharing that experience with us. Yeah, of course. All right. Thank you so much. Of course. Thanks. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. So now we have Libby with us. Libby had a Botox experience that she wanted to share with us. Hi, Libby. How are Hi, you? Hi. Good. How are you? Good. Good. So tell me a little bit about your experience. When did you get Botox and um, how long ago was it? So I've regularly been getting Botox, but this particular experience was almost a year to the date. Okay. And were you going for the same sort of treatment? Like, what do you usually get treated with so Botox? So I normally will get my forehead, just the lines across my forehead, and I will get my crow's feet. And I have been doing a lip flip pretty regularly. I've been going about, I want to say every four months starting about five-ish years ago, just kind of in my late 20s. I'm I'm 33 now. And um, so I, I was sort of like a seasoned Botox receiver. I, I was doing it really regularly. I tried all of the different ones. I tried Xeomin, Botox, Dysport, you name it. And so this one was just supposed to be like another routine visit. Okay. And obviously something didn't go as planned. So what was different about this time? So I went in and it was, it was a med spa and it, it just, it was so flashy and so beautiful and also very kind of like sterile looking. And so I just kind of went in already impressed with the setup because I've been in some sketchy places before. And (laughs) so I knew what not to do. And, um, they had all my information already and I went in and normally, um, a lot of people who've gotten Botox, I'm sure already know this, but you kind of uh, are taken in by someone who's probably a medical esthetician, someone who takes in your information, and you kind of go over your needs, what you want, et cetera, and they make a recommendation. And that doesn't necessarily mean that's what you'll get, because then the doctor or the injector will come in, and you'll have almost the same conversation. And that didn't happen this time. It was the doctor immediately who also owned the med spa was his and his assistant came in they took pictures they did like a scan around my entire face to sort of see like how my muscles were moving and so I was just super like impressed with the entire situation yeah it sounds impressive it was it was just so high tech and fancy and I I told him that uh now that I was in my almost mid-30s I was sort of noticing the corners of my mouth were a little bit and in addition to getting my normal lip flip, crow's feet, 11s in my forehead that I wanted to also somehow lift the corners of my mouth. So all good until this point, right? Mm-hmm. But he goes, okay, great. So let's try Xeomin this time. Um, and I, I was like, all right, I've tried it before. It's totally fine. And what was the reason for choosing Xeomin? Just, cur- just curious. You know, he didn't actually give a particular reason. I think at the time they had like a promotion or some sort of promo on Xeomin. And he explained that while the he tor- sort of told me the toxin was kind of the same all throughout. And it was just under a different brand name and a different dosage. And mm-hmm. he had a promo for it. And I thought, okay, I haven't reacted badly to it in the past. Let's give it a go. So, yeah. So, 
just for anyone listening, zeumin is the same active ingredient, botulinum toxin A. They just consider it the purest form because it doesn't have accessory proteins. It doesn't necessarily mean it's better than another toxin, but a lot of times they'll use it if somebody builds up immunity, let's say, to Botox or Dysport. But anyways, okay, keep going. Um, so he he took zeumin and he injected it into my DAO muscle. So on either side of my chin and he explained to me that that would lift up the corners of my mouth and I wasn't obviously wasn't super familiar with any of that I haven't gone to school for this like he did but I trusted him and in addition to that he injected it into the smack dab into the center of my chin which I didn't really understand why he was doing that he didn't really explain that very much but I also didn't ask the question because I was just in this very sort of like okay like this guy knows what he's doing like he's got this great med spa everything so high tech he has explained everything else to me I just trust him and he even told me what procedures he would do on himself so I was like all right cool go ahead put it in the middle of my chin whatever you want to do exactly exactly (laughs) which you know in retrospect I should have asked questions but I didn't. And I was also like, okay, I can be a little bit of a guinea pig for this because I am a guinea pig for myself, sort of, I guess. So mm-hmm. he puts it in my chin. He puts it in the DAO muscles. Um, I I think it was kind of a similar waiting period to Botox. It was about a two-week uh, ramp-up period until I saw the full effect of it. And it was, it was the worst Botox experience I have ever had because while getting the Botox was fine, when I finally got to the point where it had fully kicked in, I couldn't smile fully. My smile was flat. I looked crazy because I would try to smile as big as I could and I kind of looked like I was slightly frowning the entire time. The The muscle was weakened to the point where I would have to take my hand press my cheek up to hold it there in order to get it into a smiling position and then take a picture. It was, it was nuts. And I, it was just destroying my confidence. I literally had to go to a wedding that weekend and all of the pictures, I just looked like I'm so unhappy. And then on top of that, I was sitting in my living room and I distinctly remember this moment where I felt a bubble going up my chin And I was like, oh, that's got to be in my head. That can't be something that's actually happening to me. So I got up and I looked in the mirror and it looked like my chin was just like a foam roller was under my skin going from the bottom of my chin, going all the way up the skin and into my lip and then just going all the way up and then coming all the way down. And I had no idea what was happening. I called the doctor. I went back in and he he just didn't really fix it. He didn't really explain what happened. He just kind of said, oh, that's weird. I've, I'll do it on myself and see if that helps anything. And what? I don't think he actually did that. Like, I, I think he just kind of said that to appease me. And I definitely didn't let him inject me again. But yeah, I just felt insane. And it did wear off a little more quickly, I noticed, than other instances where I've gotten Botox. Um, thank God. But yeah. It, Oh my God. I just, I felt like an insane person just not being able to fully express my emotion and also just feeling this weird chin ripple. And so that, 
that's got to be the absolute worst experience I had. That is so crazy. When you were going to smile, Libby, were, were you, was it more that your bottom lip couldn't come down? Um, no, it was more like I couldn't raise the corners of my lips. They just looked like they were a flat pain because my lips, the, the more, the older I'm getting, the more my lips are kind of naturally downturning. Mm-hmm. And now I've been getting Botox from a different injector and the, she, she is amazing. She makes the corners of my lips raise just enough that it looks super natural. And I've, no, I've lost no ability to smile, but with that particular instance, it's it almost had the reverse effect like it made me frown even a little bit more but then when i would try to then smile it just it would it would then keep downturning even more after that so i just looked like the most unhappy human on the planet did you notice any difference in injection technique like when you went to somebody else after this um i noticed that i was I sat with numbing cream more with other injectors with this particular injector. He just kind of went for it. He was, he just came off so confident. And at this point I'm looking back on it and that was maybe overconfidence. I just felt like he knew what he was doing and he went in, he did the injections. I was in and out maybe in 15 minutes. Whereas now the person I go to, we have a long conversation she shows me pictures of my face. She even shows me renderings of what the Botox might do to my muscles, to my skin, the way my um, face kind of contorts. And mm-hmm. uh, it's like, it's definitely not as flashy of a clinic, but she sits with me and she listens and we chat versus this person kind of coming in, listening to you one time and being like, oh, okay, this is what you need. Let me freeze your smile entirely. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's, it's crazy how med spas differ. I think numbing for Botox is not the norm. A lot of people do not numb for Botox. Filler is more normal. Yeah. Um, but the DAO is a specifically, it's an advanced injection when it comes to Botox because the muscle is in one location. You have to inject it pretty superficially. Um, and if you go a little bit too much to the right or a little bit too much to the left, you're going to hit other muscles that you don't want to hit. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely something that you want to make sure you're going to an experienced provider, you know, to do. Um, the other thing I want to say when it comes to your chin, it seems like he wanted to inject the mentalis, which is the muscle that is in the chin. It basically creates texture on the chin. It pulls down the bottom of the lip, the lip a little bit, mm-hmm. but at, paralyzing all three of those together, especially when it was just the corners of your mouth could have just been too much for you. I I don't know necessarily what happened, but I I am so sorry that this happened to you. And I really, really appreciate you sharing this experience. And I appreciate you also sharing how you appreciate when your provider talks to you, because um, that's the thing that I really hold in my practice. Like I consult every single patient that walks through my door and we do a full facial analysis. And I think it's becoming where we're trying to get people in and out in med spas. And I just never want to work like that. So I appreciate you sharing how it feels from a patient perspective to be pushed in and pushed out, you know? Yeah, for sure. It definitely makes such a huge difference, especially with having a bad experience. Now I know to dig deeper, to ask more questions, to ask why, and to maybe even ask for like a different kind of plan. Like instead of going all in and just completely 
either paralyzing a muscle and going like 100 zero to 100 immediately, maybe coming up with a, a nine month plan. All right, like, let's try it this time in three months. Let's reassess and see what happened rather than going for the most intense treatment immediately. I've, I've definitely noticed that the the more I distance myself from that experience, I just realize how negative it was and how rushed it was. For sure. And this new provider that does these renderings, is it is it something that she takes your actual face and kind of shows you how it would be different? Yes, she, she'll take your face, she'll take a picture on her iPad, and then I'm not sure what program she's using, but she will almost use like a Photoshop type tool mm-hmm. and kind of show you, okay, this part of your face will smooth out a little bit. Um, this will pull a little bit. It's almost um, like a little less than the effect actually is so that you're not really anticipating that you're just going to be completely wrinkle free and expressionless entirely. But she'll show you how your face will move and then she'll explain to you what it feels like too, because a lot of people don't realize that if you do over inject uh, the DAO in that area that you could potentially just really be freezing a lot of the muscles that you naturally smile and speak and whatnot. And so for her to be able to say, okay, like, I know that you've experienced this amount of injection. Why don't we try this amount and see if you have that same effect? And it's just nice having a back and forth with the provider instead of just sitting there wide-eyed, hoping that the person picks the right treatment for you. Totally, totally. Well, Libby, thank you so, so much for telling us about your experience. I think people will be really inspired to hear what you had to say, and I hope to talk to you soon. This completes this week's podcast. Thank you so much to our three patients for sharing their story. I think this is super relatable for patients out there and people thinking about Botox. They feel afraid and they have no one to relate to with their stories. But don't let these stories keep you from doing it or a bad experience stop you from trying again. You know, it can always get better. And I think of these three patients, most of them tried again and had a positive experience. As always, this podcast is not intended to give any medical advice. So if you need medical attention, please contact your provider. I'll see you next Monday. And thank you for coming to the J-Spot. 